Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that has taken the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Welcome, everybody, to the In Off The Bench Podcast. My name is Jim Cross, and this is episode 22 titled, Another Trip Down to the Creek. And it is titled that because we're heading back to Bowie's Creek to talk to our man, Dalen Thompson. That's right, heading back to talk more Campbell baseball because roll damn pumps. But before we get into his story, let's plug the sponsors. Chinook Cedary, eight flavors, mild to wild, the best in the game. Memphis City Design, go get your In Off The Bench merch, and of course, Smith's Plumbing, Dustin and his crew are the best in the business, but oh wait, he got one more, that's right, Old Dominic Distillery, down in Memphis, the best bourbon you will find, but remember, drink responsibly, but that's uh, the sponsors, we've paid the bills, let's get into the biggest interview and podcast this week with our man, Dalen Thompson. All right, welcome in, everybody. I'm running late, something that just don't happen. Wardrobe issues, you know? I was telling Dalen before we came on. I mean, I got all these hats. They're all fresh. I got all these hoodies. I don't know what to do, man. When it comes to the Roll Hump Nation, um, they got the swag. You know, Dalen, it's, it's it's tough problems to have, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. How about you? Man, I'm good. Like I told you, uh, man, excited to have you on. I'm seeing the the Campbell swag in front of me, and I like I need to get that jacket next. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. find everything I can get. But right. I'm excited. I'm excited starting the season with you guys. But before we get into all that, before we get your story, we gotta we gotta break the ice. And you know, obviously the Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. Before we even talk about the game, more important than the game is the food. What is the must have food item at any Super Bowl party? Pizza and wings. I feel like that's the go-to every year. What what's your wing sauce? What's your go-to? I like I like mild a lot, or like you know the buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the garlic parm too, but I mean that could leave your breath a little smelly. So, <laughs> See, I uh, used to be a sauce guy, but my favorite wings down in Baton Rouge, the Blue Chicken Store, um, dry man, they're dry rub. Uh, it just it hits different, and we call them crack wings because you can't just eat like five or six you gotta i mean you're going double digits so yeah. um i like some dry but here in memphis man uh yeah you you go with any the the big one is is lemon pepper uh here uh people like that uh that or i don't get into it but they do the suicide hot stuff like you was talking about mild i'm with you some of these folks around here in memphis they're crazy man too hot for me i can't i can't do the really spicy so like good in between is pretty good Lemon pepper's all right. Uh, Would you go on one of those shows where they eat all the levels of, of hot? Like uh, my favorite was when Shaq did it or that. Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll probably tap out after the first three rounds or something like that. Man, what I try to play it cool, like I was good, man. Next, you know, I'll be crying. Mm. Yeah, I'll need some milk or something <laughs> mm-hmm. right after. So we got the food, we got the game. Who you got winning? Niners, easy. See, First that's who I want to win. That's who I want to win, but yeah. Dalen is just Kansas City seems to win a lot. That's that's the problem. I mean, yeah, I, I grew up a Niner fan. I'm from you know, I'm from the East Coast, but 
my dad, I grew up watching him because he loved the Niners. But I'm tired of all the, the Taylor Swift this, Taylor <laughs> Swift that. And I think that offense for the Niners is too good, along with the defense as well. Yeah, I think the guy that it's going to come down to, you know, everybody's going to be focusing on McCaffrey. Um, I think Debo Samuel's got to have a monster game. I think he is, man, maybe one of the most underrated players in the game because everybody, everybody talks about Kittle and everybody talks about McCaffrey. And obviously people are talking about Purdy, whether it's for the good or the bad. But Loki, Debo Samuel kind of does a little bit of everything, whether you're talking about running back receiver or even blocking, you know, so – uh, I feel like he's going to have to have an impact, but I want the 49ers to win as well. Um, it's just that I, ha- I have no negativity towards the Chiefs. I just hate seeing the same team win, right? It don't matter what the sport is. It just gets I – mean, even when the Warriors, like, were winning in basketball, right? Like, cool story after, like, two times, like, go away. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so musician, man. Who is your go-to musician right now if you got to get in the right vibe? Mm. Well, it's – I don't know. That's that's tough, cause I I can get a, a few different vibes. Like, all right, you you go into you going to hit BP vibe. right now. Hit BP. I'm I'm probably turn on some Drake, the new right. album. I just flip it on the like the last three of his whatever he put out. Just all so right, and then if you're going to you just going to like you said you going on a drive. You just you just riding. What are you putting on? Raw wave. Easy, easy. He's in my top three for sure. Well, both answers you gave are, are typical answers outside. We we get the country folks, which me and Daniel, we don't do country. So we be getting all these country artists and we just kind of nod our head. You know, the Morgan Wallace, the Luke Combs. We like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. Like, I, I wasn't really into country much um, <laughs> before I got into college. But, you know, like the BP practice playlist that's around here in North Carolina, that's all it is. So uh, I've, I've gotten into some Morgan Wallen. Uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> Look, man, I like I said, uh, I'm from Memphis. Like, we grew up on 3-6 Mafia, plain and simple. And then we got some Justin Timberlake. Like, you know, right. that's that's kind of what that's kind of where we're at. But country country isn't my thing. I, you know, I haven't really said this on the show. I'll just out myself. If I went to a country concert growing up, that's because I was trying to talk to girls. And that's plain and simple. That, that was that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know, do you know, if you ever want to go to a country concert, and I don't know your situation, girls typically, it's like seven to one ratio. Get in trouble there. You didn't hear from me. (laughs) All right. Favorite athlete to watch. You know, we were just talking about the Niners. We were talking about Kansas City, but it don't got to be football. Any sport, they're on TV. They're the athlete you want to watch. King James. LeBron. Yo. No, he's not. Jordan is. We started this on Jordan. That's, but my, I, that's my favorite athlete. I don't, hey, I, me and my dad have this debate every few months, and it just never ends. But that's that's my goat. That's well, my I, I have a personal problem with him now because my favorite athlete played with him, and he made his life hell, and that is Russell Westbrook. So, And my yes. man is happier than ever now. And the other team were LA, but I watched LeBron and the Lakers come to town in Memphis three different times with Russ. I ain't never seen him so unhappy. So LeBron ain't it. Plus Space Jam too. So uh, yeah, you can't you can't never top the first of anything. First movie, first whatever it is, you just can't beat it. Yeah, no, uh, it actually wasn't all that bad. I, I think a lot of people made jokes, but my son. Uh, that's what really matters. Like, so, right. My son's 11. He loves both of them. 
and he loves them both for different, you know, ways, you know, their own thing. And ultimately that's the goal of Space Jam, right? It's like the kids, the imagination, basketball meets Looney Tunes. And so, uh, you know, and LeBron made his money off of it. And he's a, I think he's a billionaire now. I'm pretty confident. Anyway, so he keep doing you. Hey, uh, as much as I may want to hate on him, he's built his brand um, to a level that only Jordan has done. And he's got his money and he's set up for life. So, um, and then he's out there balling at the same age as me. Right now, you won't catch me anywhere near basketball court. So, yeah, he's been doing it for a while. But with that, man, let's get into your story. You talk about being from the East Coast. Where exactly are you from? I am from, grew up in Dunn, North Carolina. Um, it's about 20 minutes from Fayetteville, if you ever heard of that. You know, we got uh, Fort Bragg, mm-hmm. now also known as Fort Liberty. But um, now I live in Bunlow, North Carolina, about 10 minutes out from, from Dunn. But uh, let's see, it's about 35, 40 minutes from Raleigh. So even if I don't know the areas, I'll tell you this. When I was in the military, I met a lot of different guys from a lot of different places in North Carolina. I never meet one that didn't like being from North Carolina. I've never met anybody that said, you know, they didn't like North Carolina growing up. So it made me feel good about the state as a whole. Right. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina has everything. You got beaches, mountains, it gets cold weather. You can get really hot weather. You do about anything, hunt, fish. Play baseball. We got good baseball here. Good <laughs> y'all got y'all got a lot of good baseball here. Got good bat. They call it the hoop state. But so, um, that that's a question that's, I got for you. It's relatable too. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, I know obviously Duke, North Carolina, all that. But on the baseball part of things, let me ask you. Like, so here in this area, a lot of kids grow up wanting to be, you know, basketball players. You know, you got the Grizzlies, the Tigers, all that. Um, you know, with all the college baseball teams that are around there, you know, is there a lot of kids that, you know, growing up playing baseball heavy there? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I mean, I can't speak for anyone, a lot of other people, but I know the people around me, I, we grew up playing baseball with all my close buddies from, well, we were four years old, uh, watching college baseball on TV. I mean, you got, Carolina Duke, ECU State, a lot of good teams around here. So, I mean, that's always something we look as like an achievement or goal we wanted to do one day. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's really big around here. So North Carolina and Duke did just play each other in basketball. Which side of that line you on? I'm on the right side, the lighter side. (laughs) But but, uh, uh, that's just basketball when it's baseball, you know. Want to beat those guys, but <laughs> yeah, no. But the basketball rivalry has been huge since I was a little kid. Man, I love it. A lot of the players that you you see go through the NBA came from there. So, um, just a really good historic rivalry that just continues today. But um, let's talk about your family for a second, man. What what's it look like? We got mom, dad. We got brothers, sisters. What's it look like growing up? Uh, yeah. Uh, come from a very hardworking family. Um, little my mom, dad, my little brother. Uh, little brother's Cole. He's um fifty, just turned fifteen. What three days ago? And uh, he's a freshman in high school. He an and, athlete. Uh, yeah, yeah. He plays football, basketball, and baseball. But I, th- I think he's best at football. Is he be gonna honest. be a? Is he gonna be a better overall athlete than his big brother? No, nope. Not a chance. I, not a chance. But uh, maybe maybe one day he can get close. But uh, we always pick and fight. He's never beat me. 
one-on-one in basketball. And the day he can do that is the day I think he can, you know, have a little say in something. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say it's going to be the day you quit basketball. <laughs> oh, no, never that. Never that. He beat you. You was going to be done. That's, that's the time to retire. Uh, we'll see, man. A lot of times that they, they catch up to you, but as long as you don't ever let him win, that's your job as a big brother. Don't ever make it easy. Continue to make him work his whole life and earn it. Yeah, for sure. Never my I mean, we'd be out there in the yard playing. My mom say, Oh, take it easy. Uh don't don't do them like that. My dad's over there just smiling. Like, go ahead, do it to him. <laughs> So when it came to your influence in sports, you know, when you were a kid, was it, was it your dad? Was it somebody else, um, you know, maybe in the family, a coach, you know, who inspired you as an athlete when you were younger? Um, yeah, I would, I would probably say my dad. Um, he played some sports growing up. Uh, and, you know, just being involved, being good parents, my parents, uh, you know, put me into those programs, the you know, stay out of trouble or just have something to do, have fun. And um, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, so I've seen that you obviously play travel ball, you know, which is one of those things that will definitely take up a lot of your time, keep you out of trouble, obviously make you a better baseball player. For those who don't know, who would you play travel ball for? I played for the Dirtbags. Man, I love that name, and that's exactly why I wanted you to say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, uh, you know – for North Carolina travel ball, I know what the scene looks like around here, man. You go all around the country. For y'all, is it with North Carolina being stacked so heavy? Is it one of those things you kind of just stayed in North Carolina, or did you go out of state? Oh uh, yeah, we went out of state plenty of times. You know, like uh, what's it called? WWBA, the Perfect Game stuff. That's in Florida. Got stuff in Georgia. Um, Georgia's man, man, where it's at. East Cobb. Whew. East Cobb and what's the other one? Um, Lake Point, the big mm-hmm. one. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a lot of good travel organizations in North Carolina. You got like Dirt Bags, uh, South Charlotte Panthers. Uh, you got well, I don't know if it's in based out of North Carolina, but you know you got the Canes. A lot of mm-hmm. North Carolina guys play with the Canes. We got a lot of guys that come on this show that uh play with yeah. the Canes. Yeah, they definitely got some bragging rights with guys that they've brought up through their system. No doubt, but I'd pick the dirt bags just on name alone. You know, I don't know what your colors look like, but if the colors are right too, they definitely have me. Right now, you pick you yeah. pick the school with the right colors. We we've, we've already talked about that. But um, what about high school? Where'd you go to high school at? I went to Triton High School uh, in Earl, and it's about literally ten minutes from Campbell. So I'm from around here. I grew up here my whole life. All right, so that's gonna make the next question easy. You know, I was gonna ask when it came to the recruiting process, whether who were the schools you were considering, but it sounds like, you know, you knew where you were going all along. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I talked to a few in-state schools, uh, and it was, I mean, it was not, I wouldn't say it was slow at first, but I, we got this thing called, it was at the time it was called Power Ray State Games. Now it's body armor or whatever. Like a lot of good talent in the area from the top, from high schools, like get together and play, colleges come out and watch. And um, first day, I popped off, played pretty well. I started talking to some coaches. And uh, I always knew about Campbell. Coach Hare reached out. We got to talking. Uh, T. Robert, old pitching coach, started having some conversations with him and just talking to them and their philosophy on, like, the game and development. It just – it was everything I wanted in a program. And uh, it was – 
right before like the COVID and stuff. So I couldn't have my official visit. Uh, came on the unofficial. My uncle was a football coach here. So uh, they left everything open for me. I don't know if I can even say this. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I'll edit it out just in case. Uh, but yeah, I, I think just first of all, the, the distance I was from home, like my parents done a lot for me. Uh, sacrificed a lot. So I want to be close to them. I can probably count on one, two hands, how many games my dad has missed in my whole entire life. And, uh, you know, scholarship-wise, it was, it was all right. And then just top-notch facilities that improve my game. Yeah, no doubt. And my favorite question to ask, you know, with guys like yourselves that end up going to the school that you grow up watching, um, when you get there and, you know, you're putting on whether it's, you know, the practice jersey or when you actually step out there for the game. You know, what are those emotions like when, you know, you grew up watching them and, man, now you're on that team. Like, it's so surreal. Like, you know, what talk about what that's like. Uh, it's it's one of the best feelings in the world. Um, you know, even, even though it's a mid-major university, like, I consider us one of the top teams in the country. Uh, and just looking up in the stands, see a lot of people I know, uh, hometown people, people hit me up for tickets, want to come out and watch. Uh, little kids that, you know, my little brother's age coming to games and showing out, showing support. It's, it's just a great feeling. Uh, try to make the city proud. It's always good. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, that, that's cool because you, like you said, the people that, you know, you grew up supporting you because guys that go far away from home, it ain't even just like basic people but sometimes their family i've we've talked to some where you know it's hard for mom and dad to get to the game because they across the country and it's steep to to make that trip you know every weekend to come watch you play so it's nice that everybody who's you know a part of your life is able to just make that drive down the road and come see you and support you mm -hmm. yeah, and it's, it's nice too because like you know our in-state midweeks or even some weekend series like it's not that far of a drive my parents should come up or do whatever and show their support as well. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I was looking at in regards to my travel this season. That's the beauty of what you're talking about in North Carolina. I was like, man, you could just go bang, 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 just driving down the state to all these places, and that's what it's like for a lot of the teams that y'all play. That's why y'all have uh, and the, the midweek schedule y'all do, right? Like, y'all get to play all the big teams because it's set up just perfectly between all those North Carolina schools. And, you know, for Campbell, what an opportunity this year – uh, I believe, I think it's seven. I think y'all got seven, based upon the preseason rankings, y'all got seven um, midweek games against uh, ranked teams. So amazing opportunity for for you guys to take those on. And we'll get to that in a minute. We got to start, obviously, you know, your freshman year. Um, you appear in 26 games. You get 10 starts, you know, slash 217, 327, 283, but only 46 at-bats. You know, with only 46 at-bats, talk about, what you learned and also talk about, you know, what Campbell's teaching you, because if there's anything that anybody knows about Campbell baseball is that y'all can rake. And so I know that from, you know, those limited experience, what you were able to take from the coaching staff and from the other guys on the team. Yeah. Um, my freshman year was a, it was a big learning year for me. Uh, a lot of the older guys on the team, them being there really helped me uh, coming in as a freshman. I learned, so much about the game of baseball I did not even know about before um playing behind some some good players and uh you know just 
making the most of what what whatever time I got. I think that that really taught me a lot uh, in the game of baseball, not even just baseball, but like in life too. Like when life gives you lemons, you know, like <laughs> you got to do. So it's not always going to be like uh, come in, start right away. Like it's not always that for some people, but it was just good for me to learn and grow and develop as a player and uh, just soak it all in. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, you take you make the most of your, your opportunities when when you get in there. And I, I love the learning curve, you know, freshman guys talking about what they're able to take in. And you see it in the freshman to sophomore jump because it obviously happens with you. Um, before we talk about that, though, I do want to know in that freshman season, um, you know, with what you got to play. And it may have been maybe when you didn't have a significant impact, you weren't playing as much but. Freshman season, what was your favorite like series to be a part of? Oh, um, let's see. Favorite series. I I'll probably say um Maryland. Maryland, that was my favorite. Um, I got thrown into the fire. Uh that was my some of my first starts of the year. Uh played center field. I believe I got my first hit then. No. Mm -hmm. First hit was against ECU, maybe. So that was that was a big. Yeah, time. no, I see. Yeah, I seen your first your first hit was against ECU. You know, you talk about getting put in center field. I got to ask. I seen um, you basically can play anywhere on the field, huh? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> versatile. Uh, so coach, yeah, coach tells you, hey, you'll go. It don't matter. He'll tell you to go pitch. You jump out there. Yeah, I'll do it if you need me to. Anything to win a ball game. I heard that. Well, let's talk about that jump, man, because you made a serious jump. Um, last year, you appeared in 35 games. You slashed 328, 429, 391, really became a big part of the lineup, including what we were talking about position-wise, man. Ended up taking over first base in the biggest part of the season. But let's talk about that jump, man, 217 to 328. I mean, that's a massive jump. So talk about what was working for you. Was it just overall experience getting that work in through the through the summer, the fall? You know, what was it? Um, I think really – Trusting my work, uh, yeah, I put a lot of work in. Uh, went to summer ball in between those two years and got at-bats I needed. And I think that just helped me a lot, too. Uh, and also, yeah, the the experience part. Just, um, you know, I, I was used to it then. So when, when the time came, it wasn't really that much of a shock to me. So I just felt more comfortable. Yeah, and, you know, feeling comfortable, you managed to walk it off against – Butler, you know, what's it like being in front of that crowd in Bowie's Creek and being able to walk it off? Uh, that was a good feeling, man. Uh, it was, a, I don't know, that game That game was weird, really weird game. But, uh, hey, my, I don't know, I wanted the moment, got in the box, did what I had to do. So, I don't know, it was just a good feeling. Uh, Guys always say the walk-off is like a blackout moment. Like, you hit it and then you don't even remember what happened afterwards. I, I remember I hit it. And I, like I threw the bat, and I was running like down the line, and our first base coach is yelling, "Touch the bag, touch the bag," because <laughs> like I mean, have you seen? I don't know if you've seen like those walk off homers, and they're just tweaking out, and mm -hmm. they don't touch the plate. It wasn't anything like that, but I don't know. It's just yeah, like it'd be really a shame if you didn't make it to the bag, turn around and hit it for the yeah. for the dog pile. <laughs> uh, like and then everybody running out with water, you know grabbing me i was they rip so your jersey off nah they didn't rip it off but it was untucked <laughs> for sure 
but uh, it was a great feeling. Yeah, no doubt. I imagine so, uh, you know, doing things like that in front of the home crowd, amazing feeling. Um, so let's talk about something that's not a good feeling, man. I was outraged last year when y'all were not a national host. You know, for you guys, for you, you know, we obviously talked a little bit to uh, Cade Keeler about it. You know, how upset were you that y'all weren't hosting with as well as y'all played last year? Uh, I, I was pretty upset. We were all pretty upset. But, um, I mean, so what? Whatever. Like, that's the that's kind of the mentality we have. Like, we call ourselves nobodies. Like, hmm. slept on, overlooked all the time. So, of course, we didn't. We didn't get the host, but I mean, we thought, hey, let's go win it somewhere else. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but I mean, that's just our take on it. Well, well, the reason why I say it is, you know, obviously, you know, to be the best team, you have to win anywhere. And and I get that. But like, if you look at where you get sent to, right, we interview dudes from like, well, we had like 62 schools now. And I'll tell you right now, universally, Founders Park is considered a top five stadium environment mm -hmm. so i mean you're not only not at home but you get somewhere that is a top five place to or hard place to play so that's you know not ideal and i don't think that y'all deserve that and so um yeah you have to beat them there if you want to be the best team but i just felt like y'all should have been done better but nonetheless you know y'all do go there y'all take care of central connecticut y'all do take care of nc state um obviously make it competitive um you come up short um I'm not a big silver lining guy, but you have to feel good about the fact that, you know, you, you did beat the other two teams and you did make South Carolina work for it. So how did you feel after it was all said and done? Um, it was all said and done. I, I, of course I was disappointed, you know, hate losing, but, uh, I think it was, it was good for us. Like good for the program, uh, another regional final regional final under our belt. Um, Great against a great ball club. So I think it was just a good learning experience for us. Um, just more reason for people to, you know, take notice and see what we're doing here in the Creek. Yeah. And so you have one of the best coaches or coaches in the country. Everybody knows that. What is Coach uh, Harris' message, you know, afterward to you guys that are coming back? Like you said, another one on your belt, but hey, you know, it's time we make that next step because we know you guys got the talent. I mean, y'all manufacture runs as good as anybody in the country. Right. Uh, he says it all the time, just come in, come in each and every day, punch the time clock, trust the work, and it's, I mean, it'll happen. We'll break through. That's basically what he said, like, been slept on, doubted, didn't get the host, coming here, against one of the top teams, get to the regional final, I mean, what more can you ask? Like, came up short, but, hey, did what we had to do. Well, y'all got bulletin board material this year because I'm going to tell you, outside of me, they're not giving y'all no respect. Y'all ain't in nobody's top 25. 11.7 decided to really backhand y'all and not even put y'all in the tournament. So did Baseball America. So, hey, take, man, y'all take that and put that chip on your shoulder and – let them know because I'm betting on you. And so let's talk about it. Um, outside of you and Lawson Harrell, because everybody knows him, like talk to me about some of the bats that, that people are sleeping on that they're gonna see come this come this season. Uh let's see. We got we 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 kind of we rebuilt a good bit, but we got um 
Let me start last starting infield. Let's go uh Chandler Riley, uh returning bat played third for us last year. Uh Trent Harris, uh Youngstown State transfer, Braden O'Shaughnessy. He can really ball. Fifth year guy, a lot of experience. And outfield, you know, uh, me, Law, um, Max Weller, Peyton Bonds, freshman, Peyton Howard. Uh, he's a fourth year guy. Joe Simpson. Uh, Grant so you Nip think y'all will be putting up runs just like normal, man? Uh, just new new faces, but doing the same old thing. Yeah, uh, that's that's Campbell baseball. You know, we're gonna we're gonna knock the ball around the yard. So I don't I don't think that's gonna you know change anything. All right. Well, talk to me about the pitching staff. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed. You know, I'm coming all the way out there, and Chance ain't even gonna be pitching because he gonna get himself hurt. So talk to me about these other pitchers. I'm gonna be coming in and seeing. Yeah, that's that's tough for Chance. Hate that for him, but he'll be back stronger than ever. Than ever. But uh, we got JUCO transfer Friday guy Derek Vartanian. Uh, he's a dog, man. Uh, another guy from JUCO, Zach Sabers. Freshman Cooper Clark, uh, really good arm. Uh, so we got out of Penn, we got Jackson Roberts. Um, Jeremy Wiegman threw a lot for us last year. Cole Peschel, Packy Bradley Cooney. Who else we got? Got some uh, Simon Bargo, another good freshman. So let's see lefties. We got Will Palmer, uh, Jake Murray. He's who would you say? Who would you say this fall you had the most trouble against? Who, who had your number? Let's see. He's like nobody. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'm not gonna be like that. Um, toughest guy to face this fall. I'll say I uh, probably Packy. Packy Bradley Cooney. Um, electric fastball, and he's his slider is I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's different, and uh, I don't know. That's just <laughs> – I got you. All right, so last thing, and we'll get into the game, man. Obviously, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there, but UCSB, obviously a team that a lot of, you know, people are high on, but, you know, I've talked to you guys. I've talked to your coach. Man, let's bring them on. Yeah, ain't nobody even worried about the number that's in front of their name. So, man, how excited are you, though, like – um, it's a chance to really display what we're talking about, right? They're sleeping on you. You got a team out the gate that's ranked, um, and they're coming to your house. So a chance to, to you know, show the home faithful just how good you are and the entire nation by um, hopefully taking care of uh, them on on your turf. Right. Um, we're really excited, um, ready to get this new year started. But, uh, like yeah, like you said, that, that number in front of the name doesn't mean a thing. Uh, same as last year when we got to what nine in the country, we 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 get teams best shot each and every day, and uh, teams gonna get our best shot each and every day. So, at the end of the day, like those numbers, the rankings, all these people that put out these lists, I mean, in between those white lines, doesn't mean a thing to me. So, <laughs> I don't know about anyone else, but I yeah. think that's just the mentality we all have. So. We just out here to ball, you know. Yeah, especially coming into the start of the season, those numbers really mean nothing because nobody's done anything to earn anything. It's all right. even playing field. 
But man, with that, I, I'm excited to to see you get to start the season. Usually I tell guys I see them on down the road, but man, um, starting with you guys, but let's play a game. Uh, this or that is brought to you by Chinook Cedary. Normally I also have to ask guys if they've had Chinook, but I know with you personally, because it came from me, you have. So with that, I got to know, what has been your favorite flavor of seed? Dill pickle, 100%. Oh, that's gross, man. Come on. That, that's out. That's my favorite. Oh uh, man, you know what? Somebody's got to like it. You and you and Ty Floyd from LSU, about the only ones I know, though. I, I really dig it. Um, have you tried mixing flavors? That's my question. Say it again. Have you tried mixing flavors? No, I haven't. All right, so, so I got one for you. Mix. We we do it every week. We're we're trying new ones, but right now the highest rated one is Smokehouse Barbecue and Cinnamon Toast, and it's called the Smoke and Toast. Anyway, okay. we gave it a nine. It's it's the highest one. Um, another popular one, uh, once again, Smokehouse, but with uh, Hatch Chile, and it's called the uh, the Bougie Cowboy. Anyway, but we've tried mixing the dill pickle with some. The problem is the pickle overtakes whatever flavor we mix it with. So if you're a dill pickle guy like yourself, you're almost just better off just rolling with it. Yeah. But let's get into the game. But I, I'm I'm glad to know, hey, they clearly make that flavor for somebody. There's a seed for everybody out there. There's there's eight flavors mild to wild. And so if dill pickles your thing, Dalen understands. Yeah. All right. Chicken or beef tacos? I'll go beef. Rare answer, man. A lot of people be saying chicken these days. I'm a traditional guy like you, man. Bring me the beef. Uh liquid soap or bar soap? Liquid. You know, liquid sonar will actually clean your hands all the way, right? I'm just told, I, tell, I tell everybody, I'm just kidding. Before you get, I tell everybody that, just <laughs> messing with them. All right. The orange or the black uniforms? Black. Man, it's tough for me. Oh, I love both of them so much. But I think at the end of the day, because I'm a little bit on the heavier side these days, black looks slim and bring it. Give it to me. Um, costume party or pool party? Pool party. Yeah. If you were to go to a costume party, though, this weekend, what would you dress up as? Mm. I don't know. This past Halloween, I was uh, me and my roommate were uh, nurse, nur nurse assistants or something. <laughs> like with the, uh, what's, what's the little cap? The little yeah. nurse cap? Like a teal suit or something like that? It was, it was last minute. We had somewhere to go and we went to spirit halloween or something picked it there up there you go <laughs> first thing you've seen just grab it i'll probably wear that there you go all right would you rather be lost in a jungle or trapped in a haunted house jungle jungle 100 i don't even watch scary movies well you realize though in the jungle like the tigers are out at night the giant snakes like the stuff you see in the movies it's real i can't i don't know i probably find a something to defend myself with <laughs> It's one of those questions that we say there's no good answer because either way, you're yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. All right. But on a good question where there is no wrong answer because both are good, would you rather have a private yacht or a private jet? Mm, that's a good one. Probably yacht. I'll go yacht. Me too. Um, I'm not in a hurry, man, if I'm out there on the water. Uh, I'll just be chilling. But here comes the money question. This is going to tell us everything about you. Would you rather be the number one overall pick 
And with that, you know, basically almost $10 million signing bonus or win a national championship. <laughs> oh, why? Mm. I don't want to be selfish, you know, but we, we, we have, we've had four or five people that have been bold enough to be selfish. Usually everybody goes with the team answer, but I'm going to be honest with you. I really like when people are honest and I'm going to tell you, honestly, I would take the money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. Now uh, the problem is, see, I was always a money guy. And then Paul Skeens came on here after he was the number one pick and got the $10 million and told me that he would give it back and keep his national championship and all the memories that came along with it. And I was like, oof. And then to further it, Trey Lipscomb came on here and said, would you rather have $10 million or your podcast? I said, $10 million. He said, no. He said, think about it. All the memories and stuff we talk about with national championship. He said, you and your son for the last three years been all over the country, all the things you've been to Omaha three years. He said, take all that away. I was like, See, that's why I asked the question, man. Why are you flipping it on me? So he messed yeah, that's up. That's the thing, though. Like, 10 mil is a lot of money, but, I mean, National Championship in Bowie's Creek, that would be crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, you you and your boys that you, you grinded through the summer, the fall, the winter, obviously through the whole season, you you play, obviously, probably if you're going to a National Championship, you're probably playing some postseason games, like you said, in Bowie's Creek, ultimately in Omaha, which is the greatest show on dirt. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a ride. I know, like I said, I've been there the last three years, and we we knew all the guys from the teams. Um, they were three of the teams that we covered the most, you know, being LSU, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. And seeing those guys and how much fun they had, you really can't put a price on it. But also, I'm not mad at anybody who wants to take $10 million because it's a lot of damn money. But – you good either way. Hey, I'm taking it as a money answer. We need you for the statistics. We 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 got like six people now. But with that, man, you got anything you want to plug or promote? Um, I'll plug myself. Um, <laughs> Dalen Thompson, uh, Instagram handle, Dalen Tom. Uh, I don't know. Shout out. Hey, yeah, you, you hey, that that's a plug with that stuff. Usually with plug a man, it's you know, if you got uh NIL deals or if you got family members or nonprofits that you, you want to do, but hey, like you said, Dale and Tom just cut the SON off the end of there. Camels BSB yeah. on Instagram. So uh, leave my man alone on Twitter. Look, you you Twitter hounds, stay away from him. All right, y'all mess with me. That's my I'll full name, though. Dale and Thompson <laughs> on Twitter. I'm just trying to tell them to to not even know you on Twitter. Twitter's wild, man. It ain't yeah. a safe place anymore. But man, we thank you for coming on. You know, like I said, uh, man, the the Roll Humps Nation is just it's special, man. I love your fan base, and they want us to have as many of you guys on as we can. And so, man, we love having you. And like I said, I'll see you in just a week. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. And also want to say, uh, thank you for your service, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, man, no problem. And with that, that's Dalen Thompson, everybody. If you like hearing his story or you just like hearing Average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, hugs, love, feedback, all that good stuff is welcome. We will see everyone back tomorrow night. We will have Daniel Ball back in the building, episode 23, with Peyton Stovall at Arkansas Baseball. 
But in the meantime, remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.